Good morning, and welcome to Readers Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Maura Z, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Monday, December 3rd, 2018. And today we are reading from the big book, and we are at page 164. We are in the second paragraph, and we will be reading through two sentences, starting with Ask Him in Your Morning Meditation and ending with If Your Own House is in Order. Today's readers are for the 12 Steps, Elaine H., 12 Traditions, Marsha M., and readers of the text are Allison L., Carmela G., and Craig S. Our newcomer greeter is Leslie M., and our second-hour host is Lisa L. B. Thank you all for your service. Reference number for yesterday's special edition from Sunday, December 2nd, the double whammy. Share ID 12251. And if you didn't get a chance to listen to it yet, please do. It was absolutely fabulous. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. And Elaine H., would you please read OA's 12 steps? Good morning, this is Elaine H., and these are the uh, 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to other compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs.
Thank you, Elaine H. And Marcia M., would you please read the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous? Sure. Can I be heard? Yes, clearly. Thank you. Okay. This is Marcia M. from Bloomington, Minnesota. And these are the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God that he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, Every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever unprofessional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or communities directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for letting me do service, and I pass. Thank you, Marcia M. How our meeting works? Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. At about two minutes, 50 seconds, I will give a gentle reminder letting you know it's time to wrap up. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass, and then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the person speaking should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book and we are on page 164 in the chapter of Vision for You. 
we are in the second paragraph. We are going to be reading from the fourth sentence that starts with, ask him in your morning meditation what you can do. Reading through two sentences only, ending with, your own house is in order. And please let's focus on only those two sentences and nothing after that. Okay, and with that, I will ask our um, reader this morning, Allison L., to please read and comment on those two sentences. Good morning, Allison. Good morning. Thank you for your service. This is Allison L. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Ohio. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. So what these instructions mean to me and brought to my mind this morning, um, it reminded me when I was in my uh, last relapse, God willing, it will be my last relapse three years ago, I kept coming across the same words over and over again and in and, and books and Facebook and all these places and it stuck with me. It said, you've been assigned this mountain to show others it can be moved. Um, and so uh, it, it just, it let me know that um, in order to help others recover, I must recover, recover, recover myself. And um, so now that I, you know, have a couple years in recovery, and as soon as I, you know, got to that point, um, I, I continue um, to this day in my morning prayer conversations to to ask God, how can I help those who are still sick and suffering um, as I used to suffer? And then as I go through my day, I follow the guidance, intuitions, and thoughts that my higher power brings to me about that, how, can, how I can help. Um, and, I, and I act on them. I work with sponsees, and I call fellows, newcomers, um, and I ask God, and then again, in each of those situations and interactions, how can I best help that particular person to inspire them to have some hope that there is a, a power greater than themselves that can bring them to this recovery and then the other part is that I must continue to keep my own stuff cleaned up so that I can continue to hear those um, guidances from God and to be helpful to others and to show them through my own recovery that it is possible. Um, so I must do my 10 steps so that I don't have any um, emotional clogs in my pipeline to God. Um, and I must, I must keep praying, meditating, building my own relationship and conscious contact to God. Um, so that I can keep um, receiving this guidance on how to be helpful to others and then taking the action of, of calling others, um, sponsoring, serving, um, reaching out to newcomers um, in whatever ways my, my higher power may guide me each day to, to reach out and, and help those, give hope to those who are still sick and suffering because we can recover. Um, and um, since I've been given that gift, um, I must show that it can that it can be given if uh, we work for it. So with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Allison L. Okay. So if you would please give me your name with your first initial of your last name one time, say it clearly, I'll write it down. And if you hear me say your name, you need not repeat it. So who Charles would like H. to share on just these two sentences? Charles H. Lisa B. Matt. Larry Lisa. K. Melody. Larry. Javon. 
Vasa. I heard a Carmela, and I heard a Harlan. I hope I got that right. That's where I'm going to stop Boston right now. I'm sorry. Okay, I've got Charles H., Matt M., Lisa B., Larry K., Carmela G., and Harlan G. Siobhan. Okay, if you're not Charles H., would you please mute your phone? And Charles, go ahead, please. Get us started this morning. Thank you, Morrissey. Let's go New York Yankees in 2019. Let's get it. God bless. Uh, <laughs> this is Charles. I just want to put a smile on your face, and I can see you from New York to Virginia. Hello. This is Charles H., a recovered compulsive overeater. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do. What can, what can I do? First of all, I could, I, I could thank my creator for waking me up another day um, and blessing me with this opportunity, right? It's not, it's not assured, you know, because I don't know what's going to happen today, but I could ask, you know, God, um, my higher power, for another opportunity to help somebody else because, I, you know, I like – I like what, what my people always say. I poo pooed on yesterday, and uh, and my and, and the grace wore out at twelve oh one. So if God blesses me with today. I have to ask Him for another another um opportunity and thank Him, thank Him for giving me this gift of my two eyes waking up today. Right? I didn't do it on my own. I'm I'm walking dead. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a hurricane, you know, a, a negative hurricane. But you know, God has seen it so blessed to put me in the book of life and all of my sisters and brothers in the book of life this morning, and I'm totally grateful for that, right? Um, and that's all i got. Thank you, Maura, and uh, thank you, everybody. I'm going to be listening in the crowd. Thank you, Charles H. Matt M., it is your turn, followed by Lisa B. Yes, can you hear me? I can. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Maura, for your service. Good morning, everyone. This is Matt M., a compulsive year from New Jersey. The answers will come if your own house is in order. I've learned a long time ago that I really have to watch my thinking and actions because I'm very egotistical and self-centered is my base nature. If I don't watch myself on a daily basis, I'm going to think I'm having conscious contact with God. I'm definitely not. I'm just working on my own free will and not really having conscious contact. And that's why any major decisions I made about any, I don't make any unilateral food decisions. I always try to buy someone else or also when I'm also working on my events, I always talk to my sponsor about it because I don't do anything on my own unless I want to buy a fellow, a fellow recovered member of OA because, again, my base nature is to be self-egotistical and self-centered. So I'm grateful just for today that I'm willing to get beyond my base nature and work towards this uh, happy, healthier living experience in essence, a new way of living, and that's what I'm working towards, and every day gets better and better. And, again, every day without the food is a day of of happiness and well-being, and I'm grateful I don't have to. I'm making the choice. It's a choice every day. Do I want to go back in the food or do I want recovery? And, you know, I choose recovery because, you know, it's more important than the food. You know, um, I don't want to go back up to almost 700 pounds. I want to, I want to keep my I want to have a healthy healthier body day by day. It takes a lot of effort, but you know what? I'm willing to put forth the effort because, again, I don't want to be alone. I don't want to be in relapse. So with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Matt M. Lisa B., it's your turn, followed by Larry Kay. Good morning, Maura. Thank you for your service. My name is Lisa B. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Greenville, South Carolina. And it says, if your own house is in order. And I have to remember all these things, all of these tools and 
mostly the steps are for that primary relationship, which is my relationship with my higher power. That is the most important thing. I used to think abstinence was the most important thing. Now I know that's what what gets me, you know, in the door to do the steps honestly and thoroughly and establish that relationship with my higher power. So it says, if your own house is in order. So I just wanted to share my experience where I am today with that line. And that is that my thoughts, my thoughts today are really the things that get me in trouble. Um, Thank you, God, through the steps and through being recovered. I don't have a lot of outward harms that I'm doing. I mean, I can still, yes. But um, it's the the thought life inside of me, my internal life. And those are the things that I do share in my 10 steps. Um, The envy, the jealousy, the feeling insecure, the feeling not being recognized, not being acknowledged. I have to share those with my recovered um, co-fellows in my 10 steps because those are the things that will block me from my higher power. And I love in Bill's story on page 12 and 13, it says, his presence had been blotted out by worldly clamors, mostly those within myself. And that's what can still go on for me today. And um, I'm so grateful to have the opportunity to share those intense steps with my co-fellows. And sometimes they seem so small and mundane, but it's those small and mundane things that can build walls up so that I'm not able to hear that vital primary relationship, which is with my higher power. And I just wanted to share that's my experience today. And I'm so so glad to be here with all of you and thank you for your service. I pass. Thank you, Lisa B. Larry K. It's your turn, followed by Carmela G. Hey, Maura. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks so much for hey, your Larry. service, Maura. Um, you know, the answers will come if your whole own house is in order. You know, sometimes I, I, I wonder if fear is at the core of why we're unwilling to uh, to follow the instructions of this program. And it's it's really interesting to me. You know, generally when you see children, you know, they're they're happy because they don't they don't have this kind of file in their mind that you know called all the things that could go wrong, and they just explore you know with curiosity, and the answers come for them. So in this paragraph, I learned the the hard truth. The answers ain't a coming. They ain't a coming if I, if I haven't followed the instructions. Because there's, you know, for me, there were still skeletons in my closet and I was still hiding things up in the attic. And I never truly cleaned the house. I just, I did some surface cleaning. You know, I'm good at that. I, I dusted a bit. I, I threw some more, you know, stuff in the junk drawer. I hid my dirty laundry in the closets and I, I, I lit a few scented candles, and now, you know, I, I have you over for a meeting. In fact, I'll, I'll lead the meeting, and I swear I'll, I'll fool everyone into thinking my house is in order, but it's in disorder. I mean, things smell nice. I got my orange blossom candles lit and everything, but my house isn't in order. It's in disorder. See, I wanted my thinking and thus my actions to change first before I did the work. Now, I'll, I'll go through the motions of the steps. I'll dabble. I'll stick my toes in the water because I'm under the delusion that by engaging in half measures, I'll still get the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow because, you know, I came to the rooms in pain and my hands were stretched out and I was seeking what I can get. And the steps are designed to change us into people who are able and willing to give. 
and, and the world, you know, that we want for ourselves will not emerge from taking half measures, but they're going to emerge from a spiritual stillness that takes root in our souls from taking full measures. And then, and only then, will I create a world that reflects my heart instead of shattering my heart. See, the steps that when worked properly removes a mental block to our awareness of God's presence. And how and why does that occur? I have no idea. It's a beautiful mystery. It's a beautiful mystery. With that, I pass. Thanks, Maura. Thank you, Larry. Carmela G., it's your turn, followed by Harlan G. Thank you. This is Carmela G. in New York. Um, every day, I have to remind myself, and I do that because this book is my book of instructions for life. This is my design for living. I do not live in a vacuum. I live with others. I have a large family. I have friends. I cannot think that I am lily white and I'm so healthy and everybody else in the world is sick. Um, I must get my house in order. And then when I am around these people, if they have fears, if they are angry, I will have the instructions. My higher power that I call God will guide me in living with and loving these family members and friends. And this weekend was a very heavy-duty family-friend weekend because it just happens that today I turn another year older. And the reality is I was becoming a little fearful for some of the people that I love. And then I read this. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do for others if your own house is in order. And those are my instructions for today. And as I wake every single morning and say, thank you for the last 24 hours, Please give me another 24 hours to stay and walk in the sunlight of the spirit. These are my instructions for today, and I will try to follow them with the guidance of my higher power. And thank you for allowing me to share. I pass. Thank you, Carmela G. Alan G., it's your turn. Thanks, Maura, and thanks for your service, and thank you to Team Monday for making this magnificent meeting possible. I'm Harlan G., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Scottsdale, Arizona. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. I have to remember that we come from the Oxford group. What was the Oxford group? The Oxford group were people who were practicing first century Christianity to the best of their ability and who were practicing altruism to the best of their ability to create an enthusiasm for each other and for God. What is altruism? It is giving with no expectation of return. Bill Wilson tells me in his story that when all other measures fail, work with another alcoholic will save the day. 
In another part of the book, it says, my real purpose is to fit myself to be of maximum service to God and the people about me. In another part of the book, it says, helping others is the foundation stone of my recovery. And it says on page 87, I'm going to skip to the sentence, we ask especially because of time. We ask especially for freedom from self-will and are careful to make no request for ourselves only. We may ask for ourselves, however, if others will be helped. We are careful never to pray for our own selfish ends. Many of us have wasted a lot of time doing that, and it doesn't work. You can easily see why. And then it says here in the second sentence that we read, the answers will come if your own house is in order. Now, I'm going to tie those two together. In order for me to be a vessel of service to God, which is the greatest condition I can be in today, I must meet two criteria. I must be free of the food. I don't care what the situation is. When you load me up with milk duds, I am going to seek out more milk duds. I can think of nothing else. You talk about an obsession of the mind. An obsession is a thought which pushes pushes aside all thought to the contrary. Once I eat an Oreo cookie, I can think of nothing else. I couldn't care less whether you live or die. You're either giving me the food or get the hell out of my way. And then it says here, the answers will come if your own house is in order. What is the second criterion for my own house being in order? I must work the steps and be working the steps, not work the steps in the past tense, but be working the steps in the present tense because the very first sentence of that paragraph on page 87, I saved it for last, it says we usually conclude the period of meditation with a prayer that we be shown all through the day what our next step is to be. That means I'm working steps constantly and I am free of the food and then Gentle reminder. Maximum service, and I'm going to pass with that. Thank you, Maura. Thank you, Harlan G. Okay. So we are on page 164. We are in the second paragraph. We are reading two sentences and commenting only on those two sentences, starting with ask him in your morning morning meditation (laughs) and ending with your own house is in order. And with your first name and last initial, who would like to share? Siobhan. Katie from Boston. That's all right. From Boston. That's going to be Katie G. Yeah. Yeah, that's me. Hudson L. Chris. Nancy Somebody L. Maureen M. Nancy P. Somebody L. Chrissy L. Chrissy G. N. A. Siobhan Who is the L? Hang on. Ellen. Ellen. Nancy, I got you, but I'm listening for somebody with the last initial of L. Or was it an Ellen? It's Hudson. Ellen. Ellen C. Ellen. That's the L. Ellen C. Hudson L. Who L? I'm sorry, you guys. It was Hudson L. Oh, Hudson L. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> I'm all confused. Okay. Uh, give me one more name. I got five I need to say. Siobhan C. 
Sandy, yes. Okay. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Who's this is who I got? Oh, God bless. Katie G. Ellen C. Nancy T. Chrissy G. Hudson L. Siobhan C. Katie G. Please. Everyone else, if you're not Katie G., please mute your phone. Good morning, Star Maura. One. Thank, Thank you. Thank you for your service. Katie G. Recovered, compulsive overeater, anorexic, and bulimic. I always had so many questions. I always wanted answers. And food and anorexia and bulimia, they were my answers. They were my solutions to my life. And they didn't work. And when they stopped working, you became my answer. And I would shove you in and hold you hostage and make you try and make you be my answer, be my solution. And so I came into OA. I wanted my way to stop looking like an EKG, but I had no idea how to live my life. And this book is so incredibly beautiful because it knows that KDG needs a chaperone 24-7. When I retire at night, I constructively review my day. And when my own house is in order, when I'm constantly you know, doing inventory, helping others, <clears throat> God gives me answers. And I'm able to tap into what? That still small voice, not the loud voice that's saying, this is what you need to do, Katie. It's like this quiet voice. Okay, Katie, this is the next thing. And what's been so amazing is I'm going through the work again and um, I'm doing inventory and I've had the privilege now of taking that inventory and putting it into ideals. So what does that mean? It means, so my house hasn't been in order with my marriage, with my in-laws, with friends. So I've fallen short. And so I take those shortcomings and I say, okay, God, who would you have me be as a daughter-in-law, as a friend? And it is such a privilege because my own house is in order and the answers are now coming to how I can be of service, right? So I know this is who God wants me to be in each situation. And the truth is, I don't know who to be, right? Because I've related to food, anorexia, and bulimia, and then self, and KDG's wants, needs, for my whole life. And so now it's like, well, what does this look like? I don't exactly know. But God shows me in each and every moment if I have the privilege and the reminders from all of you, KDG, get quiet. Because the problem is inside of me. It is not in the parking lot doing push-ups. The problem is inside of me. But guess what the biggest, most amazing fact is? The solution deep down in every man, woman, and child is the fundamental idea of God, and he is my problem solver. And that's what's happening today. I have the privilege of having an attitude adjustment to, to learn how I be in this world now without the food and without the selfishness. And then, of course, God, show me how I can be of service to anyone who reaches out their hand and heart to me because that is what I am responsible for. What a privilege to grow and change with all of you for another day I pass. Right on the money. Thank you, Katie G. Ellen C., it's your turn, followed by Nancy T. Thank you. Thank you for your service. My name is Ellen C. from Massachusetts, and I'm a compulsive eater and bulimic and very grateful to be here this morning, abstinent. And this is my first time at this meeting, so I'm very grateful that it's here. Um, I have a day off, and I said, oh, I would like to try this. And I'm just, you know, when it talks about um, when my own house is in order, 
and I went out for an abstinent meal last night. It was wonderful. It was a little different, richer foods than I usually eat. And, you know, I was feeling a little crazy this morning. And I called up my food sponsor, and I just talked about specifics. And it was just it was just wonderful to be able to tell my truth because then it's the beginning of my house being in order, my head house being in order. I've been in these rooms for almost 40 years, um, abstinent, and, and, and um, you know, I, I, I continue to go to meetings regularly, and I know now if my food feels amiss, which sometimes it does when I go out to eat because it's not my own safe food at home, that sometimes I need to talk about it the next day, and that will prevent me from, one, being bulimic or anorexic, and isolating. And it's so wonderful. So I feel like after talking to my sponsor and now listening here, um, my house, my mental house is beginning to be more in order than it was when I woke up this morning. And that's the footwork that I need to continuously do in order to be present and then in order to say, where can I be of service to somebody else? Because that's that's my purpose in, in life is where can I be service to another sick and suffering, compulsive eater. Um, and, you know, if nothing else, that's pretty darn simple. And I continue to need to do my own footwork in order to do that. So, you know, even, you know, the lesson is, is, is that... Um, I'm not cured. Thank God. I'm not cured and and you know God just keep me willing to do the footwork in order to stay present with myself and others. So, thank you so much for this meeting and I pass. Thank you, Ellen C. Nancy T, followed by Chrissy G, Hudson L, Shabon C and Maureen H. Nancy T, it's your turn. Hi, can I be heard? Yes. Hi, thanks, Maura. So the answers will come if your own house is in order. I pinch myself. Um, I just had a year of abstinence and uh, on, the, on the 1st of December and for the first time in over 40 years. And does that mean that my house is in order? I don't know. I don't know, but I can tell you that... Um, the answers do come to me, and I feel like it's very symbiotic. You know, I, I have, I, I work my steps, and I was talking to a sponsee last night, and to me, everything is about step 12. Every, step 12 gives me the, you know, the fuel that I need to live my life in a sane, happy, useful way, and it's a mitzvah. It's an honor to help other people. It's an honor to work these steps. It's an honor to keep my house in order. And, you know, I, I'm, go, I'm actually sponsoring three people now, a lot for me with my schedule, and um, um, two of them are in the doctor's opinion. And it's amazing to me that I'm reading it, again, two, two different spots in the doctor's opinion. I'm reading it, and I'm 
reminded anew of every single thing that I need to know about this program, about this recovery. And I pinch myself. I can't believe how, um, how good I feel. And, you know, my sponsor said, when I, when I finished with her, I said, I have a good idea. Let's do it again. And she said, that's a terrible idea for me and for you. And the next day I got a call from someone that said, hi, so-and-so said that you were available to sponsor. And then she flung me out into the void, you know, or out of the nest, I should say. And, um, you know, and there I, there I've been caught by my, by my higher power. And, you know, I did build an arch and it was sturdy, but I was, I didn't walk through it. I kind of crawled through it, but you know, I, I got my sea legs and now I'm, now I'm doing well. And, um, and, you know, I, I sort of, my morning schedule, I will confess, is hectic and it's hard for me to find time to take 15 minutes. But I do was told by another old timer many, many, many years ago that um, you can pray and meditate any time of the day. So, um, so I do that, and um, the answers come. And the answers are not crazy answers; they're sane answers. They're restrained answers. I don't drink and dial, or you know, eat and dial anymore. I don't send precipitous emails. I, I I somehow am able to to say the right thing without alienating people and without damaging myself. Thank you, Maura. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you all so much. Thank you, Nancy T. Chrissy G, it's your turn, followed by Hudson L. Hi, it's Chrissy G. And um, I don't know, I think that, you know, my whole my own house being in order is a lot about honesty and i i've been reminded a lot lately of the line in the book that says that that's like the ability to be honest with myself is is crucial it's it i can't i can't have this recovery without that i can't work this program without the ability to be honest with myself and i do need another person to help me stay honest so keeping my house in order is a lot about trying to stay in the reality of a situation, not you know, not always how I not always how I feel, but kind of getting a, a fact check between my perception of what's going on around me and what's really happening. I need I need that and I need those those reviews with other people to be able to stay in reality so my own house could be in order and then it's and then it's so helpful to be able to help other people to do that because i'm doing it so what it means to me is the more more will be revealed as they say and that's exactly what happens for me as i continually to work and grow in this program it's not like i graduate and then i teach people this um skill set and you know move on it's it's a skill set that i'm actively using um so i'm a practitioner as well as a teacher um and and that's how it, it seems to be working for me and with that i pass thank you chrissy g hudson l followed by siobhan c hi can you hear me yes thank you Okay, this is Hudson L., uh, compulsive overeater in Columbia, Missouri. Um, I just want to say that um, in regards to the reading, the whole idea of helping others, 
uh, I am just into a step four again and had a couple relapses and now settled into another fourth step. Uh, but what I've been told by some of my fellows that uh, it's just important to participate in the meeting. And in that way, I am helping others because my voice uh, matters, although my disease tells me constantly I don't have anything to offer. <laughs> uh, anyway, I am uh, so grateful to be on this line. Uh, I'm learning. Also, I was in a, a face-to-face open AA meeting yesterday, and someone talked about being in the middle of the boat and how important that is instead of hanging on the fringes and hanging on the edge. And um, and I feel much more comfortable on the edge, kind of isolated, tucked away, um, listening and uh, using the excuse that, that that's um, – you know, I should let those who have more wisdom or more recovery speak and feed us, but I'm in this program too, and the only way I'm going to feel the full effect of being in this program is through participating. And whether that be uh, my strength, hope, and um, um, not the other word, or where I struggle, where I struggle. Right now, things are good. Right now, uh, my palms are sweaty, but I'm opening my mouth and I'm in the room, and that feels good, and uh, just just glad to be here. So with that, I'll pass. Thank Hello. you, Hudson L. Okay. Siobhan C., excuse me, Siobhan C., followed by Maureen H., Hi, can I be heard? Yes, thank Hello? you. Oh, okay. Hi. Good morning, family. This is Siobhan C. I'm a bicoastal recovered compulsive overeater who splits my time, uh, my week between Santa Monica and downtown Los Angeles. What I do, you know, I, um, in terms of asking, you know, in my morning meditation, what I can do for the man and woman and transgender who still suffers is um, I you know, I just assume that everyone is suffering because I knew when I came in, I was lying to the world. When people go, hi, how are you? Hi, how are you? I was like, suicidal. First of all, you know, I literally, even if for jokes, I would be like, suicidal, how are you? And they would be like, great, see you later. And nobody was even listening, even if I did say it, you know, but even if I didn't, how much I was suffering. But but even if I didn't, which was most of the time, because I started this journey October 22nd, suicidal, homicidal, planning a columbine of my ex-fiance uh, who dumped me at my wedding one month before the wedding after I calligraphied 300. Uh, uh, Excuse me, Siobhan. Yes. Excuse me. Yes. Could we please keep our comments on the two sentences we're sharing on today? Thank you. Okay. I I. I will be more direct. Thank you for the gentle reminder. So basically, I, I, um, what I do, to, I assume that everybody is suffering because I was lying to the world um, when I was suffering. Um, and so what I do is, you know, and, and I basically, like when someone asks me how I am, this is what I say. I say, thank you. So excited. I just recovered from compulsive overeating by phone and the visions for you phone line in five days. And they're like, what? They're like, you're an overeater? 
you don't look like an overeater, starts the conversation. And I say that because from that conversation has come, oh, my mother smokes crack. Um, she, you know, oh, so-and-so, oh, my wife, oh, my mother, oh, my sister. And I can't even tell you how many protégés have come from that opening. So, and the other thing is, is that I, I feel that anyone who is not relaxed, not taking it easy and, you know, is struggling and is suffering because, it, you know, the 86 tells us third to last sentence, precise instructions, we relax, we take it easy, we don't struggle. And since I've been recovered five days after I started this journey um, on October 26th, I've never been anything other than absolutely relaxed absolutely taking it easy breezy even before trial when I haven't opened the trial book anything I mean it's just so easy and what wasn't easy was was you know was believing that I was God I mean I in a sense even though I didn't believe in God I actually operated like I was right and so I know that whenever gentle I'm reminder not, yes uh, what was the general reminder gentle reminder was that was that time or a general reminder? Just time. It was general reminder. Oh. Now it's time. Thank you so Great. much for your service. Thank you. Good good morning, family. Thanks. Maureen H. It's your turn. Maureen H. Can I be heard? Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Hi. This is Maureen H. And I'm definitely a compulsive overeater in South Florida. Um. I am in relapse right now, and I literally paced back and forth in my living room debating eating this morning, and I said, you know what, let me jump on the meeting, and it's the first, it's one of the first actions that I've taken towards my recovery outside of, like, my own self-will towards my recovery, and it's astounding this line about you know the answers will come when my house is in order my house is in such disorder right now that I feel like I'm in the upside down and my brain can't be trusted but the one thing I do know at least is to seek out my fellows seek out people and take the actions that I know worked for me and that are aligned with what this big book says. And I'm so happy I jumped on the meeting this morning because I'm so far from where I was just like 45 minutes ago when I first got on the call. And I literally scribbled pages and pages of notes so far of little bits of wisdom that people have shared. And um, it's astounding. Um, and it's such a 180 from where I was feeling not so long ago. And so I just want to say thank you. And I hope that if anyone else is out there struggling like I am, or maybe later today when I don't remember this feeling, um, you know, that there are, there are people who are working this and living a recovery. And it's just a matter of seeking them out because I know that they get me closer to my higher power, which is where I need to be. So thank you for letting me share. Thank you, Maureen H. Okay, we have eight minutes. So let's take two and a half names. We'll try to Ross M and Melissa C. 
Russ M. and Melissa C. That's where we're going. Russ M., good morning, brother. <laughs> good morning, Mark. <laughs> That's great. Russ M., recover compulsive overeater outside of Philly. So the answers will come if my own house is order, in order. You know, really, for me, that's dumping myself into service. Working the steps, dumping myself into service. And the answer is they can't help but come. They can't help but come. I don't know. I ain't got to figure it out. I don't know. I, I, I mean, it's crazy. With, with, almost, uh, with all these things I've gone through and working these steps, reviving me, opening my eyes to what's, what life's about. And uh, I just know when I take on someone else or, you know, you're just there for people in this program and in life in general, now that we can be, now that I can be truly present for people. It's just the miracles happen. I don't know how or any other way to say it, you know. I was uh, discussing this with my single good-looking sponsor, and uh, – he just we, we both agreed that as we dump ourselves into service, God continues to, one, keep our house in order, and two, to bless us. It may not be uh, all the way we want it to roll or want it to happen, but there's definitely uh, – that's part of keeping your house in order, I think. I don't know. That's what I was getting at. So I love you guys. You all have a great week. Great week. Thanks for letting me share. Thanks, Rasim. Melissa C., your turn, please. Hi. Good morning, Maura. Thank you so much for your service. Good morning, everyone. It's Melissa C., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in New York. And, you know, like the, the operative word here for me is ask him in your morning meditation. You know, not tell him in, in your morning, like, carry on and pleading. Because that's that's... For me, that's where I know that there has been a huge, trans, you know, transformation because, you know, on the off mornings um, that I used to uh, pray, you know, I, I could never meditate, but I, I would sometimes attempt to pray. It was, I was telling God what he needed to do for me, what he needed to do for everyone around me, um, and my own house was clearly not in order, but I could... I could surely tell God what he should be doing for everyone else around me that looked like they were a mess. And um, and so, you know, we're told, like, you know, like, willpower is not what we employ anymore, you know, to, to battle the food, because we're not in battle with the food. But there are times in my life where I do use some willpower, and, and this action actually is it. You know, like, I, I, when I start out my meditation in the morning, um, and I really do have a, a real meditation practice, um, my brain is is undisciplined. And so I start off, you know, trying to be open and asking God. And within seconds, I have my agenda, and I start telling God or, or just putting out in the universe what needs to happen today. And And I love, like, I'm directed, you know, to know, breathe, breathe in, get quiet, and ask. And when I have that as my, you know, motive for the day, it's amazing. The, the, those situations, they unfold when I ask. It's all around me. There are people that um, I can be of service to today. And it doesn't come out the way that I often think it's going to be. It's like, 
if I'm open to it, it's it it, it presents itself and um and you know and the keeping of my house in order, yeah, it's it's rigorous honesty, it's abstinence, it's working with others, it's consistent rigorous honesty. Thank you. With that, I'll pass. Caught me completely off guard. Okay, we have three minutes left. Who wants it? Penny yes. Penny C, it's all yours. Good morning. Sandy, yes. Good morning, Maura. Penny C, please. Thank you. Can you hear me? I sure can. Yes, Penny, go ahead. Can you hear me now? I can. Oh, Okay. Thank you. Good morning. I'm Penny C. Recovered compulsive overeater in Boston area, and uh, all I all I could keep thinking all the way through this hour is that um, recover, 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 because I believe, as a lot of us do, that the best service we can do for any other suffering compulsive overeater is to stay in recovery myself. And I'm just going to quote. Uh, a, a sentence that is attributed to St. Francis of Assisi, and that is, you know, go out and preach the word, and if you must, use words. And that's all I have to offer. I pass. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, Penny C. We have two minutes. Who would like the two minutes? Jody EQ. In Oregon. Jody EQ. Go ahead, Jody. Thank you, Maura. Good morning, everybody. This is Jody EQ in California, gratefully recovered today. So sometimes I forget to ask God in my morning meditation what I can do for the still-suffering compulsive overeater. I can't say that I remember to ask that every day. But uh, I need to, I'm glad to be reminded of that because I do need to be asking myself that every day. I get I can get caught up in what you know my work and uh, this and that, and I can forget sometimes to keep my focus, my priority on helping others. Uh, I get caught up in self once again. So my house needs to be kept in order, and one way that I can keep it in order is by keeping this focus on the newcomer, on the still-suffering compulsive overeater in its place, in first place. Because without that, I am not going to stay recovered. And without my recovery, I'm not going to be able to do anything. I'm not going to be able to work. I'm not going to be able to have relationships. My life is going to go way downhill. So asking first thing every morning in my meditation what I can do the still suffering compulsive overeater is an important thing for me to do. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Jody EQ. Thank you to everyone. Oh, my goodness, what a great meeting. Thank you to Monday team, Elaine H., Marcia M., Allison L., Carmela G., and Craig F., Leslie M., and Lisa L.B. And now we will please, uh, if you would, 
join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following today's share ID, very important number, 12253, 12253. And we'll now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Carmela G., would you please read from 164, our book is meant to be suggestive only through the end of the page. Thank you, Maura. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.